0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, "Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover?" So he sent two of his disciples saying to them, "Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house. The teacher asks, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. While they were eating he took a loaf of bread and after blessing it he broke it gave it to them and said take this is my body then he took a cup and after giving thanks he gave it to them and all of them drank from it he said to them this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many To thee i tell you i will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this piece of Corpus Christi, we begin with the question, why? Why the Eucharist? After all, God can manifest himself in so many different ways. For example, in creation. We come to know the existence of God through his created effects, from a beautiful sunset to the recently discovered fine-tuning of the universe. The answer to this question ultimately lies in love. God is love, love itself, love to the highest degree. And the nature of love is to give itself away just as much as possible, as far as possible. Love is diffusive of itself. Like a lamp that shines in a dark room, the rays diffuse out just as far as they can to the four corners of the room, piercing the darkness. That's how God wants to communicate himself to us in the most intimate way possible. And there's two ways. First, his word by which he reveals his inner life. He uncovers himself, it's called revelation, apocalypse. God bears his very heart to his creation and God made us with intellect and will so that we can take his word in and become part of us. The known in the knower, the love in the beloved. But God does not stop there, even more intimate God takes on our nature and becomes one of us, not just writing or telling a story like an author, but actually involved in the narrative, in the drama personally. And God does so at the highest intensity of love by suffering and going to the cross so he can reconcile us to the Father. God is the superhero who rescues us from our mortal enemies. Now, to prevent this from becoming an isolated historical incident, God goes even further by making this saving event a sacrament, extending his presence so that we can partake of it always. And this is what's happening in today's gospel at the Last Supper. Jesus is with his apostles, the future bishops of the church, and he brings out bread and says, take and eat, this is my body, given for you. There's the sacrifice, giving over. And with the wine, this is my blood of the covenant, poured out for you. Again, a sacrificial description. And then he gives the awesome command, do this in memory of me. Don't just think about it or write about it or dream about it or imagine, but do it. That's the command. These two intimate ways of sharing his word and body and blood are recapitulated in the Mass. The first half being the liturgy of the Word. The Church reads copious amounts of Scripture, as we've just heard, from the Old Testament, from the Psalms, from the Gospels, and the Epistles. And, of course, the Mass itself is imbued with quotations from the Bible. From beginning to end... We are feasting at this table of the Word. Then we move to the liturgy of the Eucharist, where the real presence of Jesus is available as our very nourishment. There, again, is a veritable banquet of the best food, a smorgasbord of wisdom, revelation, and real presence. This is why it is disappointing when we hear some people say, I left the Catholic Church because I was not fed. Certainly, the table is set, the food is offered in abundance, but that is of little help when one has an eating disorder. In other words, unless a person brings to the Mass a lively faith that believes the truth of God's Word and the reality of the Eucharist, then it's like a bulimic at a dinner party to bolster faith let's look at our readings because they really do bring home the beauty of this sacrament in the first reading from the book of exodus chapter 24 moses tells the people all the words of the lord that were given to him on mount sinai he then builds an altar and offers the sacrifice of an animal he takes the blood puts it into two bowls with one he pours it on the altar representing God, but the other he sprinkles the people, saying, See the blood of the covenant the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. What function does the blood perform? It is a mediator or bridge connecting the people to God. Since both are sprinkled, they become, in a sense, blood relatives in a true covenant, A true bringing together, not just a contract, but an exchange of persons. But this is not enough. In the New Testament, Jesus, who is the Word of God, now enfleshed, becomes the sacrifice and sheds his blood on the cross. In the Mass, Jesus says, This is my blood of the covenant poured out for many if the people of the exodus were sprinkled with the blood of a sacrificial animal, at the holy sacrifice of the mass, we drink the blood of Jesus, who is our mediator, being God and man. And thus we are reconciled to the Father. As St. Paul states in that second reading from Hebrews chapter 9, when Christ came as a high priest, he entered once for all, into the holy place not with the blood of goats and calves but with his own blood thus obtaining eternal redemption having heard the word of god and received his body and blood we now leave the mass and become ourselves mediators of god's love reconciling the world to god to one another One last point, the Eucharist not only shows us the way to heaven, but it actually prepares us to live there. Just to give you an analogy, say you wanted to go into the ocean and explore the depths and all the beauty that's hidden therein. Well, you couldn't get very far unless you clothed yourself with a diving suit, with oxygen tank, and so on. But once you do, a whole new world opens up. Or another example, if, say, astronauts were to leave the spacecraft in outer space and go out and explore, they would have to be clothed with a spacesuit. Otherwise, they'd perish. Well, this is what's happening when we come to Mass, when we receive Jesus Christ in this very intimate way. We are partaking of the divine nature. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep but we will all be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. That's what's happening at the mass. God is so gracious to us. He takes on our flesh in the incarnation. He goes to that cross, lays down his life, enacts the sacrament, institutes the mass so that we can become partakers of his divine nature In the process, we are divinized so that we can join Christ and the saints in heaven forever and ever. The responsorial psalm happens to be one of the psalms Jesus would have sung at the Last Supper with his apostles. It's a hymn of praise, one of the Hallel psalms. So this is what our response should be. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up a cup of salvation and call on the name of the lord precious in the sight of the lord is the death of his faithful ones O lord i am your servant the son of your serving girl you have loosed my bonds i will offer you a sacrifice i will call upon the name of the lord i will pay my vows to the lord in the presence of all his people so this is what jesus sang at the last supper notice he says O Lord, I am your servant, the son of your serving girl. Now that's coming from the lips of Jesus, a reference to Mary. Mary is brought into this whole mystery because she is the one who said yes to the incarnation and was at the cross when Jesus laid down his life. And that's why we as Catholics venerate her because she is part of that plan of salvation. So let us take all of these mysteries today and pray about them this week. I know we can't receive the Eucharist right now because we are in a lockdown, but that should cause our hunger to grow more and more and for us to appreciate just what is being offered so that when we come back, we will come back renewed with vigor, with hunger, understanding even more because we've been reading the Word, we've been opening up the Scriptures and meditating and the Catechism, which unpacks it all, and now understanding how much God loves us. That's why we celebrate Corpus Christi. The love of God in the most intimate, beautiful, loving way. Let us rejoice and be glad.